There's a particular part of my career where I realized that property investing could take me to new heights at a whole new level. And it was really when I started to understand the secrets to equity usage. Now, I want to take you back to a story where I was chatting with a few friends at the bank. This is back where I'd started investing, but I'd actually been maybe say about three or four properties in. And at this point, I started to realize that actually all you have to do to scale a portfolio is sign three pieces of paper. Now, I know you're going to look at this and go, that sounds crazy, Arjun. I get it. What about the research? What about the location? What about the team around you, the finance, everything? Those are all critical points. But the big difference between scaling is when you realize that it actually in the outcome of it all, those are all micro processes, the decision making, the outcome is actually signing three pieces of paper. Paper one is that you sign a document that is all to do with equity out of your property, any property that you currently own. Paper number two is a contract of sale for the purchase of the next property. And then paper number three is the, again, loan documents of a pre-approval that's turning into a formal approval for the property you purchase. <sighs> Mind blown. Crazy, right? This is the moment where I realized property investing was going to be a whole new game for me. These three pieces of paper. Now, yes, throughout my previous episodes and future episodes, you're going to learn all about the intricacies, the data, the research, the types of you know different ways to buy property and the different structures, the different professionals involved, all that. I'm not saying that is not important. But what I'm saying is that the true realization of property investing and scaling a portfolio only really comes to you once you realize that you just have to sign three pieces of paper to actually scale a portfolio. So why is this an important realization? Well, let's introduce you to the world of equity. Now, when it comes to equity, this is when I started to realize that there are a few secrets. And when it comes to the secrets of equity, there are three core secrets I want to share with you today. The first one is the power of using multiple bank valuations. And for those who are only working with a banker and not a broker, your mind's about to be blown. Second is understanding the importance of cash outs versus cross collateralization. Third is actually realizing that it's all about the lenders. And I know these three might be very simplistic views on scaling a portfolio, but at the end of the day, you've always heard the saying, right? Property is a game of finance. Well, you're going to get the game of finance when you consider this world of it, and in particular, the world of equity. When it comes to the first part, I want to unpack the multiple bank valuations. And this is an important key point, because if you think about multiple bank valuations, why is this important to understand is that if you had three different valuers go to a property, do you think they all would say this property is worth, say, $500,000? Some might say 520, some might say 480, some might say 500. And this is all about an existing property in your portfolio. So what happens if you decide to go to the one that said 480 and instead of the 520? What happens if you went to the person who said 500 instead of the 550? Here's what happens. If you genuinely felt it was 550K with bank valuation and the first value said 500, but the second one said 550 because they agreed with your analysis, your thoughts and comparable sales, just by you not going to that second bank value of the second bank, you've now left 40K on the table, assuming you can borrow. The purpose here is that if you have a right broker on your side, you can actually start to take a step back, be very holistic and shop your property around 
to multiple banks. Now, is this recommended every so often and to do it so frequently? The answer is no, because you'll be in paperwork, nightmares. You'll be signing a lot more than those three I said. You'll be signing refinances along with it. So that takes you well beyond that level of three pieces of paper. But the key here is, is that when you take this holistic review of multiple banks and multiple bank valuations, you may find that valuer that starts to see eye to eye with you. Now, if they start to see eye to eye with you, that 40K, imagine you're saving just under 4K per month. That is almost 12 months worth of saving. Now, we've all seen where prices can grow to in 12 months. What if it was 2020 and you didn't know about multiple bank valuation? What if it was 2020 and you just thought, no, my bank is a great family friend. They're great to speak to and I want them to help me. Not a broker, your banker. The downside here is that that banker may see one bank, say CBA, say NAB, wherever it is. They will see that one bank and basically say, your bank valuation for this property is 400K. And if that's the number, you're not going to get any more. So from that perspective, if you felt that that property, not the 400K example, the 5 versus 550, that 40K of extra equity you could unlock is now going to be enough for you to pay one year or just under 4K a month of savings and be able to use that money towards perhaps stamp duty, buyer's agent fees, lawyers, pest and building inspection, all the purchasing costs for your next place is covered simply because you took a holistic view and used secret one in the secrets to accessing equity. Now, when you access equity like this and you look at it across multiple banks, you're going to find the right one. It is important though to not cherry pick for the sake of cherry picking. Instead, cherry pick from the one that recognizes comparable value and assessment of value as closely to what you deem as market, not just something where you threw a huge number and you thought, oh wow, this banker accepted it. That's not how it should be. And so when you do do this, it's important to consider the many types of valuations that occur as well. You'll have desktop, you'll have system, you'll have full valuations, you'll have curbside valuations. And it's important to understand if you've got a renovation, will a desktop really pick that up? If you've got a huge change and that change then is not being picked up at the desktop, then you might consistently not be able to get the right result you want. And so it's important to consider that when you're doing this, but the power of this multiple bank re review is a big part of what allowed me to scale a portfolio because I could start to take a step back and go, hey, I want to take my business to ANZ here. They value comparable analysis as close as what I do. And I feel like that's where I want to take my business. NAB maybe is doing that and I want to take my business there. So as you understand this, you'll be able to understand how people scale portfolios by making sure that they have a lookout for which banks get closest to comparable value and start to access that equity to give you that fast track. And in this case, just under 4K a month savings could be the difference in that one year. And if it was 2020, what happens if that one year was 20% growth following? Or 2021 to 22, another 20 to 30% growth following. 20% of that 500K property is suddenly $100,000 in price change you're suddenly chasing when all you had to do is go to a different valuer or a different bank who sees a little bit closer to you on eye to eye. So from that perspective, that's secret number one. Now, secret number two was all about cash outs. When it comes to cash outs, this is where you start to look at actually figuring out how to take the money out. Now, if you have that 500K property example and you have a 300K loan and you want to take that loan up to 80%, some people may consider taking a 100K loan as a separate loan. Now, the purpose here is that you can visually see that 300K, the first loan, was for the purpose of the current property. The 100K is the second loan, though, was an equity loan for the purpose of the deposit and costs for the second property. Now, an important piece here is that many people go down the path of cross security loans. And in simple terms, that's basically telling a bank saying, hey, you've got my property of 500K, you've got a loan against it of 300, and you know there's 100 in there. 
could you just approve my next purchase of say 500 with the 500 loan and what that means is they'll take the 100 from there tied up there they'll take the 400 remaining which is 80% of the second purchase and that means a 500 loan on a 500 property if I've confused you here take a moment just pause rewind a little bit all I've essentially done is I've said you can now purchase the second property of 500k with a 500k loan against it because the bank has secured property A and property B against each other and property A had the equity left over to make property B happen. Now yes there's a few costs, stamp duty, lawyers stuff and you can actually cover that from your cash if you wanted to but the purpose here is trying to distinguish the two components of cash out loans versus cross security loans. Now on the cash out situation why is this very important because see once you've got the 100k out you have now got the deposit on hand and this is the next part because I didn't cross secure I didn't end up taking my pre-approval for the next purchase with the same bank I was able to have my 100k as a separate loan have it in my account as a separate amount sitting there in my offset account and then I could go to bank B whoever that may be that may offer me the right amount of borrowing or the right policy for my scenario or the right insights for the property that I want when it comes to interest rates or suburb selections that I have in mind or certain type of property that I have in mind whatever the reason is there's so many but the key is you might want to make your option quite spread so you can get that little bit of extra borrowing capacity an example is that I had my properties at CBA I took the equity out with them because it was there it was fixed or it was the right repayments or it was a good interest rate now I've taken it out I've got the 100k sitting there I don't have to go back to CBA for my first property and the second property just the first was enough now I'm actually heading over to another bank for my second loan and this is that 400k loan against a 500k property and this is going to be the bank that allows me to have that extra borrowing capacity to go for the next purchase so now I've unlocked my equity and I've been able to use that unlocked equity to go and scan my portfolio further with someone else who may allow me to do so obviously within my own means and within my own comfort now the third thing is an actual spin-off of the second part which is utilizing that cash out and actually looking at different bankers and different loans for the right policy to suit your situation also it may mean that once you do take out the cash out you may start to be a lot more flexible with where you want to go this is where the second and third points link to each other very well the second point is more so in isolation the importance of cash out loans and the third point is more so taking a step back and not only being holistic with your bank valuations like in step one but actually being very holistic with where you want to go for the next purchase it was actually this moment that made me realize that said hey I'm now able to use three pieces of paper pre-approval loan for the purchase property number two is contract of sale and number three is equity loan and this is why when you can see this all in full motion people are able to scale their portfolios faster because they combine those three steps together step one accessing equity by checking which banks are most in line with the comparable analysis so you're now looking at that multiple banks step two is considering cash out versus guarantor or versus the cross security might add and with that cash out that's the key part that gives you the cash in the bank account and full flexibility once you've got that flexibility you look at step three which is looking at which banks provide you the borrowing capacity you need to make this next purchase happen and those were the three pieces of paper now I'm sure in a bank pack you'll realize that there's hundreds of pieces of paper to sign but the main thing is three core documents to action equity loan new purchase contract to sell new purchase loan and this formula really starts to get easier once you get to about three properties and the reason why at three properties things change is imagine you have three 500k properties just casually growing at five percent lower than long-term averages of Australia number one 
Property A, 500K, 5%, 50K in two years. Property number two, 5% in two years. Call it 50K again, that's at 10%. Obviously, it might be a little bit more when you compound it, but 10%, 10%, 10% across two years. 50, 50, 150. Now, with that 150, you might take away 80% loan. That's now 120. And of that 150, you take out the 120 as an equity loan in a similar fashion with cash outs or you know, removal of those securities. And then from there you go and buy the next property. Now that means for three properties over two years growing conservatively, they're creating an extra 120K deposit accessible. That means an extra 500K purchase. So almost with no money down practically, you had 100K for the costs in terms of deposits and you had 20 and a little bit of that compounding with the costs of purchase. So this all of a sudden means that you sign paper one, the actual equity loans, paper two, contract to sale, and paper three, loans for the next purchase. Therefore, all the saving you were doing while you held these three properties, whether it's 2K a month, 3K a month, four, five or more, you actually kept it aside for your buffers. And this is how the property investors who do get to three properties start to scale up a little bit easier is because if they start taking equity, even in the most basic of assumptions being 5% per annum, you start to scale things a lot quicker. That was the moment for me that it really changed the game. So if you're in your journey and you're looking at property investing and you're saying, hey, I've got two or three properties here and you want to have, have the help of someone where they go, hey, I want to pull the equity together from one, two, three, start to sign my three pieces of paper and really start to unlock it all and start to actually go to the property four and five and six far easier than it was to get to property one, two or three. Have a chat with us at investorkit.com.au and we can chat and work with you, your broker, or introduce you to some contacts we have to be able to really start scaling your portfolio further and use the secrets of equity, the three tips, multiple bank valuations, start to look at cash out loans and look at multiple banks to find the right policy to make it work. This is the difference between the investors we help and getting them to four, five, six, and even beyond in properties versus the ones who do get stuck at one to two and don't consider these three secrets to accessing your equity and getting ahead. Hope that helps. That's Arjun here, head of research at Investigate, and thank you for joining to another show of the Investigate podcast.